Uh, Kevin, I got to admit, I, I got to admit, I had a moment tonight. Really? I, I, I had a moment. Um, I, I feel comfortable sharing it with, with our listeners, but I, I, I had a moment. Seventh inning. I'm watching the game. Vladdy comes up to the plate with two on. Dan says to Buck, I wrote it down. This team needs a moment, Buck. And for a minute, I'm thinking, based on what I saw of Vladdy, with that home run swing in the first inning, I'm thinking maybe this is the moment. I, like for, for, for a second, I had that feeling. And then, of course, it went away. Uh, yeah. Which seems to me to be as good a place to start our conversation today. Uh, a 9-2 loss for the Blue Jays. They've been swept in a four-game September series at home for the first time in franchise history. That's a long time. And mm-hmm. uh, the numbers to call are 416-870-0590. As always, I mean, I don't even know why I'm saying these numbers. Star 591-888-666-0590. The Jays are now game and a half out. Um, They've got the Boston Red Sox coming in. They've got Tampa Bay. They've got New York. They have the second hardest schedule in the majors remaining in terms of opponents winning percentage. Kevin, they got everybody just where they want them, don't they? (laughs) You're funny. How come the the game and a half out feels like 15 and a half out? It it just seems like for whatever reason they can't get out of their own way. Kevin, it's felt like they've been 15 and a half out since – Alex, since Alec Manoa was sent down, for whatever yeah. reason, it's just felt like they've been 15 and a half out. Yeah, it's a good point. And then Vladdy takes the bats up with holes in them. Like, I, I, you know, it's, I, I just don't, it's, it's like for whatever reason, that big swing, they just are either late, they're out in front, uh, they look non competitive. Those are the at bats, right? You know, I'm thinking the same thing with you, the, the at bat with Vladdy coming up and then. Uh, the pitcher throws 97 right down the middle, and he swings through it. Swing looks good. Looks like it's on time. For whatever reason, he misses the baseball. It throws him another one. He misses the baseball. It's, you know, and then he strikes him out on a fastball up and in. I, I, I just think sometimes you get your butt whipped. Like, there's not really any rhyme or reason for it. You know, you could point the finger at some things, and, and you know, some guys in the bullpen are running out of steam, right? The, the magic might be over for Trevor Richards, Jimmy Garcia, you know, what? what is that? Swanson looks fresh. He is the one guy that, for me, looks, you know, like the little break might have helped. Uh, Timmy Mesa, right, the finish has to be there a little bit more, but he got some big outs when he need him, uh, needed them. It just gets back to the offense. I, 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 We said this today on our show. It just looks like they don't really have any answer. It's yeah. They've tried everything on their face. It just looks like we've tried everything possible. We've we ran out of things to try. That was just – Hopefully one of the guys with the name on the back of their jersey that we've been trying to count on all year maybe can get hot for four or five days, help this team win games. But what's the expectation going into the next 15 games, Jeff? Like, I, is, it, is, it, is it 10 and 5? I mean, could you possibly think they could go 10 and 5? It ain't any higher You know that. what? I mean, there right now, chance, Kevin. <clears throat> there ain't no chance they're going 11 and 4. I mean, offensively and – you know, it's just they're just not good enough to string together quality swings. I ain't even talking about quality at bats. Like you look at the Rangers, Jeff, you can understand why they're one of the better offenses in baseball. They're tough outs. They get to two strikes. It's shorten up, let it travel, punch it foul. Hopefully, they hang one. 
I can put the ball in play. I'll have success that way, right? Put pressure on the defense. Do you see that out of the Jays? Nothing would tell you that they got an opportunity to go 11-4. and four. So I just don't know what the expectations are. And when you're sort of leaving the outcome of your season up to other teams, it's tough. Yeah, I'm looking for one and zero right now. I'm not even looking. I, listen, no, I no. Listen, yeah. I'm serious. Listen, I, you know. And again, the numbers are four one six eight seven zero zero five ninety star five ninety one triple eight triple six zero five nine. I think it's dumb. No, I'm not going to say it's dumb. That's wrong. I, it's pointless to say they're going to go ten five eleven and four nine and six. Whatever. That that it, it's pointless. We don't know. Hell, they could go for fifteen. I mean, they could go for 15. So I, all I want to do, all I'm focusing on right now is winning tomorrow and then maybe winning the day after that. And if you lose on Saturday, then maybe winning Sunday. That, that's, that's, that's all we can do. All we can do from this point on is get up in the morning, take a look at the standings, and, and, and win that game. Try to win that game. That, that, that's all we can do. Now, you touched on something, though. And, and, and I think maybe what we've seen here, what we're seeing here is a nightmare scenario for the Blue Jays. Like, we have all wondered. We have all wondered, when does all this leverage, all this pitching from you know, pitching with uh, from behind or pitching after your team has gone five innings without scoring a run, when does this all catch up to guys? When mm-hmm. does it all catch up to the pitchers? And we're seeing it. Um, and, and, you know, I watched Kevin Gossman tonight. Um, how many times, and look, th- th- it was not, again, the umpiring tonight was not great, but we've Brutal. seen, but we've seen Kevin Gossman in the past where he's that, that's kind of been like water off a duck's back, you know, mm-hmm. very seldom will he engage in a back and forth with the umpire. Now it's to his credit. And you can tell how much people think of him that he can do that without getting run. But my point is I saw that tonight and I thought, okay, this is the manifestation of everything I've been worried about. This is, you know, this is the pitchers now realizing that stuff's happening outside of their, uh, outside of their control. You're starting to see frustration set in. And I think that's just, and I'm just watching a replay here of, of Kevin Gossman after, you know, that ball's hit the left, uh, left field and the falls out of Whit Merrifield's glove. I'm just looking at seeing Kevin Gossman's reaction here. You know I mean? These guys are basically, yeah. Here, what what else? What else can possibly go wrong? Yeah, here here we go again, kind of thing, right? Yeah. With, with Gosman, it's been the consistent finish, right? That that's why you're seeing run, you're not seeing carry. But he's still getting Kevin. Hit. He still got up to 97 tonight. Yeah, getting up to it and pitching at it, Jeff. Totally that's true. Right? You're right. So, uh, yeah, it's it's just the the command is a little erratic. The the velocity's a little erratic. That's why you see good teams are able to take the split finger because they can let it travel just a tick longer. When you see it a little bit longer, it gives you a little bit better chance of laying off of it. And yeah. you know, you give credit to the lineup, but I, I'm with you. It, it it took a perfect start when you don't get it. Right now, they're just getting beat. Simple. Rick and Aurelia, you're on Blue Jays talk. Hey boys, you know I would ask you how you're doing, but someone asked you that last night. It wasn't it? Doesn't sound like you guys are having fun. So I'll say no. I'm having. Listen, no, 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 no. That's not true. No, I, listen, I, listen. Um, you know I've covered the Montreal Expos and the Blue Jays. I've seen a lot of real. I've seen a lot of real crap baseball, my friend. I, I've got I got armor that's that's so thick. This is, you know, <laughs> this is just this to me is Thursday night, man. It's Thursday mm-hmm. night. Nothing else. Yeah, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad you got that perspective, man. So now I can't say I, by the end of the year I won't be throwing stuff, but 
Yeah, yeah, but we'll cross that bridge we get there. Exactly. You know, I wanted to talk tonight to you guys about kind of expectations. Um, it was interesting you guys kind of started the show off with expectations, but the expectation at the beginning of the year, you know, this was a 100-win ball club pushing for the ALE. Mm-hmm. And I guess my biggest question is what went wrong? Because we got Bo having the same year he usually does. Vlad's a little down, but his stat line is pretty much identical to 2019, 2020, and 2022. It looks like 21's an outlier. Kiermaier is 50 points up from, from last year. Springer's power's a bit down. He's having the same year. So Jansen was going to hit 20 home runs. So, like, in your guys' opinion, mm. how, did, how did we get here? You know, They're just how not, this... uh, for whatever reason, they, they don't have any power. They're not hitting for power. Total bases. Actually, all those old stats that don't matter anymore, they stink at all those old stats that don't matter anymore. I mean, they really do. They stopped hitting home runs. They've stopped yeah. getting extra base hits. Uh, I, I don't know why. Um, I, I don't think they've all become lousy hitters over, not overnight, but over the course of the season. Uh, but, I mean, there's just, there, there's there's no power there, man. I mean, I, I, I can't put it any other way. Yeah, uh, this is easy for me. I've been saying this since spring training. Where's the cleanup hitter at? When you have to have Dalton Varsho and Matt Chapman getting the most at-bats with runners in scoring position, your team ends up looking the way it's looking. This is right. How many really uh, uh, World Series contenders don't have a cleanup hitter? Yeah. Like, it's the, that, that for me is the big thing, right, is when you have an elite uh, run producer, and that's what you need when – I look at the Braves. Like, the Braves are stacked with them. Like, they're, they're full of them. they got seven Texas dudes in their lineup. stacked with them. They got seven dudes in their lineup with twenty or more homers. Yeah. The Blue Jays have one guy with yeah. twenty homers. So that that for me is is you're putting pressure on dudes that quite frankly can't live up to it. And you know, it's just too much to overcome. I think that's what it is, right? You can ask your pitching to carry you for a little while. Carry you an entire season? No. It's just way too much to ask. No. Listen, I, I'm, I'm willing to bet Vladdy knew that he was going to be managed by a dude named Schneider this year. I guarantee you Vladdy never thought he'd have a dude named Schneider hitting behind him in the order this year. And no disrespect that? to Davis Schneider, but the fact of the matter is Davis Schneider's hitting cleanup on September 14th in the biggest series of the year. And again, no disrespect to Davis Schneider. That was not plan A, plan B, plan C, or plan D. That was yeah. like plan H, maybe. Maybe yeah. plan H. Robert and Port Hope, you're driving home from the game. Is it a fun drive, yeah. Robert? Oh, yes, always a fun drive. Actually, it's not bad tonight. That's this good. First thing we want to do, we want to give uh, Robert Witchell and his staff at the Jays Care Foundation a big thank you. They brought our Challengers team down from Excellent. Port Hope and Coburg, and half the players had never been to a game before. Uh, they were so excited. It was. They just did an awesome job. Very he took cool. one of our players into the radio booth to go say hello to Madison and Ben. Excellent. And showed him the World Series trophy. because it was just fantastic. They do such a great job. Yeah, right, you know so what? I'm negative. just going to throw this out because I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because, um, I mean, I've known Robert for a long time. And, uh, yeah, the Jays Care Foundation, they, they do really great work, and I'm, I'm really glad to hear that. And the Challenger program is uh, – it's just a terrific program. So that, that – uh, 
You've brought a little bit of, well, I was going to say you brought sunlight, but it's 11 o'clock at night. So I don't know if you brought sunlight, but you, you've, you've, you've lightened the mood a bit, my friend. And I appreciate that. Well, mm-hmm. I hate to take it back and throw some shade, but well, I'm there you go. to hold you guys for a couple of weeks. So allow me a little shade. Sure. I, I, I think there has to be accountability. I think the dress room is probably feeling a little bit of that edginess. The pictures are getting tired, but it's also the accountability for management to say, okay, look, we got a guy down in Buffalo, Matt Hay, and all he's done is help raise and elevate five or six guys on that team to levels of offense they've never created before. And I know they're young guys, but these are guys who are fringy, like Schneider, Horwitz, Barger. No, or Elvis Martinez, you could say, yeah, he's a right. Yeah, Barger's star, not fringy. Barger's a legit no, well, prospect. I, I know, but they're still, like, he's done something right with at least a half dozen guys. Right. He's got them way over their trend line. And on the other side of the equation, you look at the hitting coach or coaches in Toronto, and you've got a half dozen guys on the wrong side of their trend line over the last five seasons. Like you say, they're not hitting home runs. You've got five or six guys who are way below their trend line. There has to be accountability. Why don't they fire somebody from the, the hitting coach back in July, bring up Matt Hague just to send a message? Well, I mean, you know what that – I mean, with all due respect, that doesn't send a message. Like – you know, what message? Matt Haig comes up here. Vladdy's still going to be Vladdy. Um, you know, I'm not taking anything away from Matt Haig, but we got to get beyond this sending a message thing. This team, you know what the problem with this team is? This team's got too many freaking messages sent to it. That's the problem with this team. You know what? I'm going to make a suggestion. How about this? For the rest of the year, for the rest of the year, maybe the hitting coaches, shut up. Don't say a damn word. Don't say a word to these guys. I mean, seriously, just don't say anything because whatever the hell it is you're saying, it's not working. So don't say anything. No messages. Yeah, you, yeah, you know better than that. You know better than that. The, the more they struggle, the more they talk. Like, I, I've, been, I've been in rooms before where you're struggling. Everybody's got a different opinion. Everybody thinks they can fix you. And, you know, it's, it's – again, the, whenever you're – you look at the Rangers. When their best players are being their best players, they're a really, really good team. When they're not, they're five and sixteen mm. in their twenty-one games or whatever they okay, were. Okay, Kevin, but let me—that's the same thing, right? Let me ask you this, though. Okay, let me ask you this. Now, be honest. Okay, I, we didn't. We we'd be lying if we said we'd been watching the Texas Rangers for three months leading up to this series. But Texas coming into this series, if I'd said to you, Kevin, two scuffling teams, which lineup is more likely to break out? You would have I know you would have said Texas. I guarantee you would have said Texas because of the two dudes at the top of the order. Because of Jonah Heim. You would have said that. I know Absolutely. you would have said that. Absolutely. You know why? You know why? Because I've had conversations on the field with people that are trying to get through this. I, I, I understand the grind, and I understand the back and forth, and for whatever reason, those two things aren't meshed together. And, you know, the plans, the, the adjustments – the urgency for both, for whatever reason, just hasn't consistently been there. And when it's not there, it sort of looks the way it looks, right? It's very erratic. It's all over the place. And you, you occasionally need your best guys to have one good swing. They're not asking them to have four or five good at-bats yeah. tonight. That, that's not realistic. You're not Corey Seager, right? Most of these guys can't do that. You're asking for one good swing. It's it's. Again, it's like tonight, right? Bo was out and around in his one at-bat that they really needed. Kiermaier was late on a fastball. Yeah. Vladdy was late on fastballs. 96-90. I mean, Kevin, 96-97. Yeah. They were right there. They were, yeah, so, they were right there. 
So for whatever reason, it's just, you know, when the guy, they had the right guys up. Like they had the guys up they wanted to yep. have up. So the, the you know, the, the placement of the lineup's working. It's just that one swing that they consistently need for the last week and a half here just is consistently not there. And against yeah. good teams, against hot lineups, when their best players are being their best players, you don't get beat. You get your butt kicked. That's what's happening. Uh, John Schneider just addressed the media, and he was asked about uh, – I guess he's asked about how you flush this loss away, which I think he's been asked that like six times in the last two weeks. But anyhow, let's hear what he says. How do you flush a series like this, um, knowing there's 15 games left to go? Uh, you have no other option. That's basically it. You know, it's uh, you see what you're made of. It's a big three-game series over the weekend against the Red Sox, and every series is going to be big from here on out. So um, there is no other option other than to move on. I know baseball isn't a raw, raw sport, but did you address the guys tonight? Do you do that tomorrow prior to the game, and, and kind of what's the message? Um, they know the message. Didn't address them tonight. We spoke earlier as a group before today's game, and, um, you know, it's not um, – there's no need to be rah-rah. There's no need to, um, you know, flip a table. You know, the, these guys know exactly uh, what needs to be done. So it's uh, it's just a matter of going out and doing it. Yeah. Huh. Um, I mean, look, I, I, I don't like this. Listen, I feel I, I, there's nothing else John could say. I mean, there's nothing, yeah. there's, there's nothing, there's nothing else John can say. Uh, well, I, I see. Yeah, I, I mean, this is at, at this point now, Kevin, um, I, I, yeah, just, I don't want to hear anything. Just go out and play. I, I don't. Yeah. I, I and I'm not. I'm not saying that to slag John. I'm not saying I don't want to hear from John. But I'm saying I just want the players to go out and play. You know, yeah, Rick, you got nothing to lose now. Rick Sweet was the best AAA manager I ever had. I played on a team once and had a bunch of young guys on the AAA team, and they were lollygagging. You know the movie? They're yep. lollygagging all over the place. He come up and asked me because I've been in AAA forever. What should he do? I said, scare him. For, tip the table over in the big leagues. Jeff, they'd laugh at you. Yeah. Like they, If you did that in the middle of the room, they'd laugh at you. And it doesn't hide the fact or change the fact that Vladdy has a hole in his bat and has trouble hitting the fastball. Or in big key moments, guys are late and out around. And it's – look, it is what it is now. Like these guys have been here long enough to know that, oh. you know, if you're not short and quick, you're not direct to the baseball – you don't get a decent pitch to hit. Don't even have to be a great pitch. You don't get a decent pitch to hit. You're out. Like it's, just, it's really that simple. Uh, I just noticed there's somebody in the crowd tonight had a sign that said, wake me up when September ends. Russ in Toronto. I have to say one thing. Jeff Flair, you're to blame because uh, they didn't boo the, the team tonight. They, they deserve to be booed tonight. They did boo them tonight. They booed their ass tonight. Well, they deserved it. Of course they Anyways. did. Okay, I'm not. That's not what I wanted to say. You're blaming uh, me for that? Yes. Well, yesterday you blamed the. You got on the fans, and then I did they, not get on the fans yesterday. I said that they. I. I, I listen. I. I told. I talked about it in Blair and Barker today. I used to boot Winnipeg Jets games all the time. I threw a golf ball on the ice at Dan Bouchard one time. Well, so I, I, I mean, I have no. I'll be at tomorrow's game, and if they show up, I'll be blowing. I'll be blowing as loud as I can tomorrow. That's all right. All right. Great. Two things have to happen. One, somebody's got to get Mark McGuire or somebody who knows how to hit to teach Flatty how to hit in the off season, and he also has to go on a weight problem because he's too bloody fat, been eating too many hot dogs on Looney night, Looney dog night. 
Number two, either Ross Atkins, Sean Schneider, who has proven he can't leave a team to the playoffs. Well, they did last year. Stupid hitting coach needs to get fired. Which one? There's like seven of them. He's the one who's who's, who's gotten all this going. Mm -hmm. You know that they did make the playoffs last year. Yeah, look how they showed up. Yeah, but they made the playoffs. I'm just saying this, that just for the just this, to correct this, the historical record. John Snyder's John Snyder's proven he can't does do the job this year. Ross, I appreciate the call. I'll mark you down as undecided about the manager. Thank you so much. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, like, it's like fire everybody and start over. Well, listen, four one. Hey, Kevin, I, I'm gonna say this. I gotta say this right now. Somebody got, so, so, if if this season keeps going, somebody's gonna pay. Somebody's going to pay. You would think somebody, would has, think to somebody has to. Somebody yeah. has to pay. Yeah, probably. If it was the old days, we'd know who 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 it was. Now it could be any one of like thirteen people. Four one six eight seven zero zero five ninety star five ninety one triple eight triple six zero five ninety. Listen, we got a lot of calls to get to. Everybody, hold the line. We will get to you. I promise. We're going to take a break. Come back. Take a look around the out-of-town scoreboard because basically all this year is about now is just praying for everybody else to do the stuff you can't do, right? If you're the Blue Jays, it's Blue Jays talk on Sportsnet 590, the fan and the Sportsnet radio network. John, you talked about flushing it, and that's obviously um, something that players talk about as well. But I mean, at this point in the season and some of the things that you've had to endure, tough losses, can you describe me some of the mental challenges that players may face in trying to flush and trying to overcome the the hurdles that you're facing yeah it's what you deal with every day in this game you know whether it's something you're going through personally you know if you're if you're struggling at the plate or on the mound you just you have to deal with it you know this game will test you um mentally physically everything so guys deal with it every day you know that's that's kind of how they're built that's how they're wired and uh they have to just continue to do that so it's um you know, there's there's really no other option um, other than come here tomorrow and play your ass off. That is John Schneider, the manager of the Toronto Blue Jays, speaking after tonight's mm-hmm. 9-2 loss to the Texas Rangers. Uh, the Jays were outscored 35-9 to in this series. Ouch. Yeah. yeah, I know. Almost makes you want to blame Russell Wilson for it, doesn't it? Uh, time for the Major League Standings Watch presented by... I'm sorry, that's an inside joke there. Time for the Major League Standings Watch presented by Bet365. It is funny. With Bet365, you can watch thousands of live games, build your own bet, and you can even make a bet while the game's still being played. 19-plus play responsibly, Ontario only. So a couple of the teams in and around the Blue Jays in the wild card race uh, had tonight off. The Boston Red Sox, who are yeah. coming into town next, they split a doubleheader with the New York Yankees. Uh, Boston winning five nothing, New York winning eight to five. Uh, this game really has no impact on the wild card race, but uh, it's probably, with all due respect to uh, to the the local squad, probably the most intriguing series uh, going on right now. The Tampa Bay Rays beat the Baltimore Orioles four to three tonight. This is the first of a four game series between those teams. Baltimore is now a game up on Tampa Bay in the AL East. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Rays have two more losses than the Orioles do. The Orioles are 91 and 55. Tampa's tied with them for wins at 91 and 57. And uh, that's uh, that, that 
that's that's going to be quite a series this weekend in terms of the wild card race. Tampa Bay, um, they've got the first wild card spot sewn up. Texas is eighty-two and sixty-four. They're uh, a game ahead of Seattle, who's eighty-one and sixty-five. The Jays are eighty and sixty-seven. They are a game and a half back of the Seattle Mariners. They're still six ahead of the Boston Red Sox, uh, who are coming into town. Uh, as we mentioned, to start a three-game series against the Blue Jays tomorrow, and um, yeah, I just I don't I don't I I don't know what to expect. I have no idea what to expect in that series. Um, you know, maybe I mean, cheer for the narrative. Uh, I don't know, Kevin. Maybe seeing the Red Sox and you know the, the rivalry, etc. I I don't know. I, have, I, think I I'm, you- I'm grasping at straws here. I admit. I think it would help you scored first. That, that, would, that would help. Like, yeah, put up a crooked number. Yeah. Maybe take a little pressure off, and, and maybe that pitcher can be a little bit more mechanical sound and, and finish the pitches a little bit better and have a little confidence in if he does miss. Yeah. It's okay. It's not the end of the world. And that's sort of the way it looks every time they walk out there. Delhi in London, you're on Blue Jays Talk. Hey, guys. How are you? Doing well, Delhi. What's up, my friend? Uh, well, uh, in the car, driving to work, and uh, flipped up the channel to see what's going on with the game. And it occurred 9-2. I was like, oh, the first thing I thought of was the Seattle series. Because just when you thought in the one game, you yeah. couldn't hit rock bottom. Oh, here comes the next game. <laughs> like, uh, uh, boy, and, and the, the main thing I want to chat with you guys about is that, like, I'm Dominican born. I support all my guys. Yep. I love Vladdy. But, like, I don't know, I don't want to dump on Vladdy because that is my boy. And, you know, all the guys that have PED suspensions or whatever, is a Dominican, I ride with him. I don't even care. Yep. But this guy, if he's got his dad spring in his ear, he's got to tell him, hey, Fendejo, wake up, bro. <laughs> Yeah, th- thank- what's going on? Yeah, thanks for the call. Listen, I'm I'm not entirely certain it's his it's his dad whispering in his ear. Um, I, listen, I'm with you, man. I uh, I really want Vladdy to do well because he seems like uh, every everything everybody you talked around the team you know says he cares and that he works hard. And I think sometimes we we spend too much time trying to read Vladdy's, uh, read Vladdy's body language. Um, uh, he's different than his dad. His dad, um, his dad liked to have fun, but his dad was kind of, at least when he broke in and I covered him for his first couple of years, his dad was a little more reserved than Vladdy Jr. was. And a lot of that was just a discomfort with the language more than anything else. And unlike Vladdy Jr., I mean, Vladdy Sr. came from nothing. He came from nothing. I remember going down to do a story on him, and he was at Double A Harrisburg. He had nothing. I mean, he was living in a house with a family. He had a couple of pairs of jeans, a couple of pairs of running shoes. I mean, he just, that that was Vladdy. Um, Vladdy Junior. grew up with privilege. Um, so, and I'm not. All I'm trying to say is, I just think we have to be really careful trying to read too much into how Vladdy is in the dugout and things like that. I think that becomes. That becomes really dangerous. Uh, but listen, I, I, I've said this all along, and I'm with Barker in this. If I was running this team, I'd blow out the hitting coaches. I'd bring in somebody who's played the game, somebody, and I, yeah, somebody that can coddle Vladdy. I want somebody who can come in to relate to Vladdy. I don't care about the other dudes. 
I want somebody who can come into the, and, and relate to Vladdy, somebody who's played the game. I want somebody to be able to say, Vladdy, when I played dot, 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 dot. Accomplished former big leaguer. It, That's what it's you need, right? I, it, yeah. I think it has to be. And yeah. I keep getting back to this. You know, they got a dude as a, as a, as a bench coach but uh, who's one of the best hitters I've ever seen. Um, but, you know, I, I mean, I don't know. There's, they've already got, they've bought, got a bunch of other guys who are hitting coaches. I mean, I don't know. What's Don Mattingly's role in that? I was led to believe in spring training he was going to have a role in it. I watched this team's approach, Kevin, and I'm, I'm saying, Don Mattingly can't be telling them to do what I'm seeing them do. He, I mean, he just can't. Yeah, I thought their approaches were good tonight. They, they got good pitches to hit. They just didn't hit them. I mean, how many fastballs did you see that were center cut that they should be hammered? Yeah. I saw a bunch of those. But that like also, I, that see, that indicates to me that gets to approach, though. If your approach is good, then hit that ball. I guess, like I, I like to me, that's part of the approach. It's if you're getting those pitches, hit it. That that's yeah, to me the finishing touch of that approach. Uh, well, it but, sounds easy. It sounds easy, right? It does. Just hit ninety-seven. Yeah. How dare you miss that? If I was paying, if I was getting paid twenty-four million, I might be able to do it. Par in Toronto, <laughs> via Calgary. Hmm. What's up, man? Uh, can you guys hear me? I got you loud and clear. We got you loud and clear. Yeah, we just I just actually got back from the game. Can I ask you I, something before you ask your question? Because I was watching it here in the studio. Um, how was the crowd? How Because last night I was at the game. There were a lot of boos. You could hear it. And, and, and there's, there's, a, there's two types of boos. There's the angry boo, and there's the, the booing the moment. What was the crowd like tonight? Because I could hear it on TV, but... It, it, it's different than when you're there. For me, it, for me, it was the angry boo. Okay. And then for a lot of people around me, it was the, you know, it was the boo that was more disappointed. Okay. And it, and it's funny because I, I, I went with my brother and he's the eternal optimist. And we were listening to you guys on the way home. And he's like, this is what Jeff's going to say. This is what he's going to say. It's on to tomorrow. This, and I'm, and he, then 10 seconds later, that's what you say. And he's like the internal optimist. We're both from Calgary. We're both diehard Jays fans. We're here uh, aiding to a, a sick family member. So we've been able to go to a few games while we've been here for the last couple of months. And he's been, you know, he's, he's, the, he's the raw, raw Jays. Don't worry. Like, you can, like there's, no, there's no point in dwelling in this and that. And I'm the, I'm the opposite. I'm the fire, fire the wagon. I'm booing my heart up because you know I we all love the team. That's the point. Like we want, we want them to win. But what gets me is John Schneider, and I feel like the, they they've kind of adopted his laissez-faire attitude. Mm. And you know, listening to yesterday's post game about how it's not a concern, and I don't expect you to rip the team and shred them apart in the media. But it's like, you know, this is an intelligent fan base. We know, we know baseball. We've been, we know the Jays. We know, we know what's working and what's not. To come up to the podium and just say, oh, it's not a concern. And then you've lost three in a row to the team you're battling with. I just feel like he's insulted the, insulted the fan base. And then he, you know, and then again, and then they come out here today with, you know they're good. They go up two one. Everybody's happy, and then it's no game from the for yeah. for the rest of the game. And I feel like I feel like they've adopted his you know nonchalant kind of okay. It's gonna ha- we're good enough. It's gonna happen tomorrow. It's gonna happen tomorrow. It's like no. At some point we need leadership. 
Yeah, and, it, and that that and that has a lot to do with some of the players we've brought on. I think Springer holds some accountability to this. We need we need leadership to be like, is enough is enough. Yeah, you I know? get it. I I I, I we we've got to wrap against the clock here. I want to and thanks for the call. And uh, hopefully you're uh, hopefully the person you're taking care of. Hopefully it works out, and hopefully uh, hopefully you guys are able to get get back home to Calgary and uh, and and that everything's fine with that. And I appreciate the call. Uh, you know, Kevin, I, 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 I'm, I'm going to say this. Um, you know, I, it's entirely possible John Schneider has no answers. Uh, just as we don't have any answers, he's seeing the same thing we're seeing. It's entirely possible he has no answers. And it's not in his nature to come out and bury his team publicly. I don't think that does any good. And I'll tell you, it was doing that that got one of the reasons that got Charlie Montoyo fired. Kevin. Yeah, throwing half his team under the bus. Yeah, throwing the pitchers under the bus. Yeah, I look. I've been in a bazillion locker rooms. Your manager poking fun, yelling and screaming about how bad you stink, does nothing but make you hate your manager. Doesn't change the fact that you know I'm having trouble doing something that I've always been good at, or you know you're not winning baseball games because of it. It's your best players not being your best players, Jeff. Hey, Bark, that was fun. Let's do it again tomorrow night. (laughs) I'll meet you there. Oh, let's do it again tomorrow night. Blair and Bark are 5 to 7 Eastern on Sportsnet 590, the fan of Sportsnet tomorrow. We'll be back with a winning edition of Blue Jays Talk tomorrow night. I can feel it in my bones. 6-0, the Jays are going to boat race the uh, Boston Red Sox. Thank you for listening to Blue Jays Baseball, brought to you by Crown Rust Protection. New and used vehicle prices are rising and inventory is scarce. Avoid the hassle of buying prematurely by making your vehicle last longer with Crown Rust Protection for a special summer offer. On Rust Protection, visit crown.com today.